yo, yo, that's my cue. Welcome to the Clay Band Podcast. This is episode 14. Hope you're having a great week. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, I wanted to be the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's, I guess it's officially that time of year. It 25 is. days and counting. Especially by the time anybody hears this, it's going to be well into December 1st. Yeah, I know. Happy December, everyone. And um, this year I'm going to be celebrating the solstice rather than Christmas. Okay. Is that because, is that like a George Winston thing or is that more of a personal thing? It's a George Winston thing. It, you know, I, I, I listen to George Winston music. It's kind of like listening to Christmas music. It is. And, you know, the other day uh, when I listened to George Winston, obviously I think about you, uh, (laughs) but just I I was like having a rough day and I was like, man, I need to do something to get out of my funk. And sure enough, all I needed was a little George Winston. A little George. And uh, which song was my favorite? I think that's winter into spring. I don't even think that's uh, autumn, but. Yeah. So did you hear Sonny Cumbie went to Louisiana Tech? <laughs> I hadn't heard that. That's some shocking news. That is a shocker, but he's still going to coach Texas Tech in their bowl game. So good for him. Yeah, he's one of the few sticking around. Get some more head coaching experience. Well earned by the Cumster. Does he look older than you think he should? Yeah, I've always thought that. He looked like disturbingly old. He looks older than we do. Well, let's talk a little Aggie basketball. So, you know, you mentioned the Maui Invitational. We we suffered our first loss of the season to Wisconsin. Yeah, congratulations, by the way, on our victory tonight against New Orleans. I was going to mention, you know, we, we're now uh, seven and one. Um, Which I'll never, I mean, that's, that's a good start. Go Buzz. You know, I'll, I'll vote for Buzz. I'll give Bo, Buzz my vote of confidence. Okay, I will too. I'm endorsing Buzz. Yeah, Buzz, I mean, he's shown improvement, I think, even just throughout the first eight games of the season. So good, good for you, Buzz. Um, we'll see how you do against real competition. But, you know, you haven't exactly embarrassed us and um the abilene was it apple not abilene christian um yeah yeah we, and we had some close games early that were sort of embarrassing i thought well is, is it really embarrassing to have a close close call with the team that knocked texas out of the tournament last year what was it abilene wasn't yeah abilene. Abilene, yeah it was abilene christian yeah it's amazing that they beat texas both and then but that was i you could almost say our season turned on that uh, buzzer beater. Yeah, uh, a pretty dramatic finish, and it kind of did. And and I, I mean, those are quality wins against Butler and Notre Dame. I'll take them. Yeah, I'll take them. But um, and then on on the flip side, I'll, I'm just going to touch on it real quick because it, it was exciting for me that UNT uh, beat Drake. They showed well against Kansas. I mean, they hung yeah. in. They kept the 
the game within 10 points most of the game. Kansas went on to lose the next game, and I think that's because UNT wore them down. They wore them down. And, and the best thing about beating Drake is for a split second, when you look at the score, you think you beat Duke. Okay, I don't want to think about the game. No, nah, we don't even need to talk about the game. There's too many well, other exciting things. Well, the game I'm talking about is UNT okay. beating my, my Roadrunners and wrecking our perfect season. Yeah, and you know so, I was conflicted about that. I know, but our, our now our college football playoff hopes are dashed. And, um, you know, this is, this is the team we grew up watching in San Antonio. You, you remember as a little boy going to the UTA oh, yeah. football games with your dad at uh, the Alma Bowl in 1980 at the Alma Dome in well, 1984. How many years before they actually formed a football team did they announce? Was it Larry Coker? Yeah, Coker was the you know a national championship winning coach. The one... There's so many interesting things to talk about, and you know the CF, right. the CFP just dropped tonight. It's, I saw that. It's basically how we expect expected it. Some of the bowl projections, most of the bowl projections, at least that I've seen tonight, are picking Michigan Georgia final. I can't imagine that actually coming to fruition. You think Michigan would lose? To, well, you know, here's what's going to happen though: is uh, if Alabama loses to Georgia, they're out. They're out. Um, and so, who's who's going to challenge Michigan? You have Who do, who's, is is Michigan playing Wisconsin or Iowa? Michigan's playing Iowa. So yeah, Michigan still has to win. Which is, I mean, they're not the type of team that it's yeah, it's not it's a, a slam dunk. Um, I haven't been overly impressed with Iowa. I think Michigan will win. Um, but, you know, you have – if Alabama goes down to Georgia, which I still think is a big if, Georgia's a better team, but they haven't been tested quite like Bama has. So, you know, Bama has that 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 metal that uh, – yeah, that, that The metal that matters. The metal that matters, you know, even though they uh, struggled with teams, they probably should have beaten a little more handily. Um, yeah. You know, if you, if they, you look, if you look at that that next spot though, after Cincinnati, well, does Cincinnati is Cincinnati a slam dunk to get in? So say say Alabama beats Georgia. Georgia, I think, is they've clinched. I mean, there's no way they're going to drop out of the top four. There's just yeah, yeah. They would just. I mean, if they lose, they probably drop to four. Three or four. Yeah, um, or four. I don't. I, I'm not sure they would even drop below Cincinnati. I don't see Cincinnati rising above uh, four. Mm-hmm. Um, and does Oklahoma State, if they have a convincing win against Baylor, do they sneak in ahead of Cincinnati? Um, that, that's the that's the thing is if if Bama, Michigan, and Georgia are in, and Oklahoma State wins, I don't see how you can take. Cincinnati, they do have the one quality win over Notre Dame and they're undefeated and they're playing a ranked Houston team, number 20, I believe. So it's not like that's a garbage win. So I don't know. I don't know if you do take Cincinnati or do you take Oklahoma State, you could make a strong case for either. Um, Oklahoma say, State. Say Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Well, then. Two losses. There's no way they're getting in. Yeah, Baylor's not. Baylor's not getting in, and they. They. I think what they're number nine now. They dropped a spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're ranked behind Ohio State and Ole Miss. Hey, baby, you. 
Well, let's get on to endorsing uh, who... Wait a minute. Okay, sorry. Hold up, I had something to say. All right. Are you sure the, the Clay Ben podcast wants to endorse a specific political candidate? Are, have we reached that point that we would risk alienating potential listeners? Or do we want to maintain a platform for civil political discourse not that we're discouraging that, but I mean, I, you know, I think I may need to stop short of endorsing any specific candidate directly. I, I, uh, I can jump on your indirect endorsement bandwagon because it's pretty early. It is early. Um, and but I can give you, I can give you what we call a too early endorsement. Okay. Um, or we can, or we can just talk about if we had, if, if you put a Nerf gun up to our head and said, you've got to choose. I choose life. I do too. This is, is, does, does Kanye live in Texas? Could he run? Uh, well, first of all, Ben, he's changed his name. To Ye? Yeah. Or Ye. Ye. Um, and I, I mean, I guess he could run. I don't. But current, but, but uh, you did note, you dropped me a text a few days ago that uh, our local celebrity, Matt McConaughey, has, McConaughey has, uh, has dropped out before ever entering the race. And, yeah, and, he, and he, was, he was very sincere in his appreciation to everybody for letting him consider it. Yeah, and I had no idea where, what he, his stance was on any of the issues. I don't know if he leans... Democrat or Republican. I don't know if he knows anything about politics, but no, but I'll tell you one thing, he knows about a good time and I'm I can get behind that. Yeah, and I think he'd make a damn fine governor. That's yeah, just... well maybe someday, but probably not. Here we are again talking about the thing we like to do. Oh, that's right. Do you think that there's anything better than a brand new Christmas tree lot? Christmas tree lot? Yeah. Like a brand new, like the lot? You they mean, just, they've just set up and they got all the trees out. And You mean like it's normally a, like a hotel parking lot that it's seldom used? but then Yeah, they, all of a sudden it's beautiful. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, a big truck just backs up and a bunch of guys, seasonal workers start unloading these uh bound trees and then they unbind them and sand them up and there's just rows and rows of yeah what, you're describing like, it exactly yeah you're like on the north pole all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it's like i mean where else are you going to find blue spruces and firs and cedars all in one spot do you get a live tree no i wish we did but we you know, we let me see it, if i can show you our tree here they have hypoallergenic ones that's beautiful yeah we get we we inherited it Pre-lit the people that moved out of our last house, us. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, pre-lit, which means it's half lit. Yeah. Well, you know, we always get a live tree. We went, we actually went and got our tree last night. And what always amazes me is obviously millions of these trees get sold every year, but I I don't know a single soul other than myself who gets a live tree. Even my dad, see, I grew up getting a live tree. We we ended up, we would go and cut our own tree down when I was a kid in New Braunfels, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. I love yeah, we, that. That's awesome memory. Um, we go to the New Braunfels. We probably only did a few few years. Well, all of the, all of my visits to the tree lots were memorable as a kid. So I drove yeah. the kid. I drove the kids out there tonight as well. We were also on a tree lot. Yeah, we didn't buy one. We just wanted to smell them. I love the smell. I mean, I and it uh, it keeps me in the holiday spirit and puts me in a good mood when I walk in the house and I. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. You take a deep breath. Deep breath and breathe in some spruce. Well, introducing our new segment, Mike Leach for president. Yep. Well, with everything that's going on, we're worried about how much air goes into a ball. When everybody uses their own ball, it's not like it's a forged football. We waste a lot of time with that, and then we worry about the Kardashians. How can it be that we laugh about England's obsession with the royal family? At least the royal family has college degrees and military service. You have a ridiculously weak opponent. You might play bad and overpower them. But you can't do that against a tradition in a program like Texas A&M. If, that, if it was easy, anybody could do it. If it was easy, I'd be coaching the Swedish bikini team, and I'd have them coming out here doing all this. Uh, well, uh, as far as yeah. doing live TV, most of the time, I don't even remember what I said. I hope whatever I said was cute and clever and maybe even a tiny bit humorous. I hope it wasn't mindless babble. And if it was, hopefully everyone will forget about it pretty quick. That's your heartbeat. You're feeling nervous on the hot seat. Hot seat. Ooh, that's your heart. Okay, I'm going to take some twists and turns here, um, but I'm curious to hear your memory of the first movie you saw. The first movie I saw uh, was uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. How old were you? Two. <laughs> and I do remember him riding a bike, and that's, that's my only memory is, is Elliot uh, riding a bike in the woods. Uh, well, still a memorable scene to this day. It is a memorable scene. But I also, you know, I think what it kind of enhanced that memory was we had a picture book, an ET picture book that we would read like every day at nap time until I was like six. So I think I had that book. Yeah, it was it was a good one. It had very graphic pictures and it was, you know, told the whole story so that it helped. Well, they I one thing they left out in the picture book was Uranus. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's from Uranus. Get it? Zero charisma. Sin supremus. <laughs> um, you don't live there anymore, but if you could recall, what's your favorite restaurant in San Antonio? Ooh, favorite restaurant. God, it didn't exist when I was growing up, but um, I really like going back to La Hacienda de los Barrios. 
uh, on Redland Road. I love it too. It's just the atmosphere is great. I, uh, w- well, we went there together. Um, yeah, we did. You know, a few years ago. You know, any any Mexican place in San Antonio because you can get a puffy taco. Yeah, and which you can't get in Dallas. You can't get that anywhere else that I know of. Well, maybe maybe in the Valley. I don't know. It's a South Texas thing, but it's definitely not in Houston. What's your favorite restaurant in America? The place I like to go on special occasions. It's kind of a chain. I'll go to Shell because I like to eat meat so much and I like their Parmesan pork. And, you know, I, I just like to eat meat off of a skewer and I like their little cheese bread. And um, you shouldn't I just, be ashamed about any of that. It sounds delicious. It's kind of far from me. There's one, the river walk. So, uh, but I never really, we never yeah, go like anywhere. Three hours. Well, I mean, when we're in San Antonio, we never go anywhere. We never go out to eat. Well, wrapping up our tour of America, What's your favorite city to visit in America? I adore the the East Coast. I loved my year and a half in Chicago. It was that was a magical time. That's probably my favorite city to visit. But when I was when I was getting down in the East Coast where Katie grew up in Trumbull, Connecticut, I I, I find it charming. Um, all those all those. Uh, Small towns in southern Connecticut near the Long Island Sound. Um, Ooh, I'll be driving right through there in three weeks. You, you got to. I mean, you got to stop and eat some Italian food, okay. some great Italian bakeries. Um, um, and it's just the small town feel of, I mean, just all these little, all these little towns. And there's so much. Everyone lives on like an acre. I mean, all the neighborhoods were built like in the 1800s, it's, it's like nothing you ever see in Texas. Yeah, definitely not. Texas didn't exist. It was, you know, everyone lived in teepees when they were building houses. Well, in the 1800s, I think everything is still underwater here. I think you're right. I think the Rio Grande was the... Rio Bravo. Rio, <laughs> Rio Bravo, yeah. Ooh, I know. It's never easy when the episode ends. We appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Clay Bam Podcast. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week. We'll see you next time.